A self-made woman. Yes. <laughs> Good evening, and if you're just tuning in, you're listening live to the Angel Rock on 105.3 in New Orleans, Louisiana. I'm your host, Laura Lee Potvin. I'm a Canadian clairvoyant medium, crystal Reiki energy healer, Akashic Records practitioner, a spiritual teacher and mentor, truth seeker, and a registered nurse. Now, if you've never been to the show before, welcome, as well as people that are returning. You know I like to make you part of the conversation. I keep an eye on the chat. I will highlight it on the screen if you're watching. Um, and if you want to join in the chat, I want to remind you, please head over to UFO Paranormal Radio facebook the page or on the youtube channel and i will be able to see your comments and uh before i introduce my guest just a few little things first of all i want to remind you also to tune in this thursday uh i have my new show that i co-host with my good friend david hansel called the thing at the foot of the bed hi faith inspired transformation i think i know who that it is that is so does Augie, i think hey there made it live glad to see you here um and the other thing I don't usually do this, but I put a post on this. Well, I do from time to time, but I think this is important. This is a family that needs some help. And since we have people watching from all over the world live, as well as people see it on the replay as our shows, UPRN are carried anywhere, are carried anywhere where podcasts or talk radio is carried. There's also video replay on YouTube and Facebook. So I just want to remind you of that because I get a lot of people messaging, oh no, I missed you live. There's always a replay. So I'm going to read the post that I, I put on Facebook. I said, if you can, take a few minutes to familiarize yourself with the story of Ellen Greenberg. We all have someone in our life who is either a child, a sibling, a relative, or even a close friend that we love more than life itself. Imagine 12 years ago, this said beloved female relative and or friend was engaged to be married, seemed very happy, and suddenly you were told that she committed suicide. Hang on, I lost my page here. Sorry, guys. Um, however, when you asked what happened, you were very, you very quickly realized that this was no suicide and that some extremely suspicious details emerged right from the moment you heard the 911 call made by her fiancé to the fact that she died supposedly from 20 self-inflicted stab wounds, 10 of them to her middle back, and two which were received after her heart stopped beating. This is what happened to Ellen Greenberg. Her parents have been valiantly fighting for 12 years to have their only child, Ellen. Her cause of death changed to either a homicide or even they're willing to accept cause unknown and have her, have her death investigated, but they have been shut down and thwarted at every turn. So if you'd like to help this family, if you feel called to do so, and I hope you will in some way, even if it's just to go to their Facebook, follow it, share it, so we can make more people aware of this story. Uh, they also have a petition on change.org. All you have to look up under any hashtag or title, it's justice for Ellen. And the last thing is they do have a GoFundMe um, page. They've been fighting and getting documents that have like they're they're being shut down at every turn. It costs a lot of money. Like I said, they've been at it for 12 years. So if you can, please consider helping out. Also, if you want more details about this story, please check out Grizzly True Crime on YouTube. She's amazing. She does so much work and research. She's got the whole timeline laid out. Her name is Gisela. She's over in the Netherlands, although she's from South Africa. And again, I appreciate you guys giving me a minute to share this with you. Now, 
on to the star of the show tonight, one of our favorites uh, on the network here, um, especially on my show. I know that for sure, <laughs> because every time I have him, I get so many con um, so many comments. So I'm going to read a little bit of a bio for him. If I read his true bio, we'd probably spend the two hours here. That's how haunted he is. So Augie Nost is a returning guest who is an audience favorite. He's a fascinating guest, originally hailing from Norway, and he's a pilot, a paralegal, an author, incredible speed reader, podcaster, creator, and teacher of the Mastermind Connection, and shares the knowledge he's attained through a universal download. And tonight, we're going to be talking about reincarnation, soul contracts, the spirit world, the rapture. And I should say the rapture versus ascension, maybe. Anyways, welcome, Augie. I'm so glad to have you here. Well, thank you. How thank you? you. This is going to be so much fun. I know. Well, you you messaged me and said, hey, do you want to do a show on this? I said, absolutely. This is right up my alley. So let's do this. So I'm going to just read. Uh, Faith says, I'm just going to shorten it from Faith Inspired Transformation says, if this is Canada, then it makes, it's not in Canada, actually. She was commenting on Ellen Greenberg. This is not in Canada, actually. This is in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, where this story has been going on. I've neglected to mention that. I'm sorry. Yeah. Then no, um, there, there's a lot more than the victim getting blamed in this story. I will say, um, let's just say her fiance was a producer at NBC, um, has a lot of political connections, we'll say. And I'll leave it at that. Like I say, check out the story. The video is not that long on Grizzly True Crime, and you'll be able to see all the details. She has such a knack for that. Anyways, where are we going to start tonight, Augie? Yeah, uh, I, I want to throw my hat in on this case, too, I think. Okay, uh, good. What, being a paralegal? Well, yeah, but that's Canadian law, and that is a little bit outside of my... It's not Canadian. It's American. Oh, okay. I neglected right. to say that. It was Faith that said, if this is Canadian. No, this is happening in Pennsylvania. It's happening in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. This has been going on for 12 years. Yeah, well, there is, uh, well, let's stay with the paralegal part first. There is something called misprison of felony. If they Ooh, okay. write out all the facts mm -hmm. and state that there, a felony has been committed, mm -hmm. you hand it to a judge, federal law dictate that the judge Already is obligated by law to investigate and prosecute. Okay, so apparently with Pennsylvania, now I'm not a legal expert, but there's a couple of states. Now, this is somebody that was on a different podcast. I had heard about this story initially last night. They have, you know how there's the FOIA uh, laws out there, freedom of information. Philadelphia apparently is a state uh, and I'm not going to, please don't quote me on this, but basically they don't have to honor your freedom of information. And no. um, it was covered a lot better in a different podcast. It was called Surviving the Survivor. And no. I forgot to mention Augie and Nori's podcast, by the way, Broadcast Team Alpha. Don't forget to check it out. It's amazing. Anyways, uh -huh. with this, um, there's a guy that was helping them out with a YouTube channel by the name of Gavin Fish. They have done all of the things you have suggested and more it has gone before judges these people have like the dad said last night he thinks they're waiting either for him to pass away or run out of money 
like everything well, you could possibly suggest they have done. Well, the local courts are too corrupt. You got to get into the federal jurisdiction. They're at the involved. Supreme Court level, Augie. Huh? Whether they're right now, they're at a pivotal point. Whether it gets accepted or not, they are going to the Supreme Court of Philadelphia. That's how high it's gone. Yeah, that's still still state. Now they, they they're gonna they're gonna get shut down. You need into the federal invoke the federal jurisdiction under misprison mm -hmm. of felony, because now the judge's hands are tied. He has to investigate and prosecute. Well, I think it, um, there's a lot more to this case. Like I said, I didn't really get into it too deeply, but there's been um, medical examiners involved uh, that have said no, that they didn't no examine the body details. when they did. There's been like this is just a crazy course or case. You don't even have to have any legal knowledge to hear this. Let's just let's just say it very quickly. Who self-inflicts? two stab wounds to the middle of their back, never mind when your heart is no longer beating, which means you are no longer alive, especially being a nurse. I would know that. Anybody would know that. You don't need to be a nurse. But how do you inflict two stab wounds to the back of your head when you're no longer alive? There are, um, I, I heard, no, I read in a report somewhere, somebody that's uh, with suicide with a knife, they never do more than two. Two stabs because it hurts there's two too much knives too, that were used, two knives, and one of them has never been found. She was found no. sitting up with blood no. dried horizontally across her cheek. How did that happen? And never mind the fact, like, there are so many things in this case. Like yeah. I said, I didn't, I wasn't going to get deep into it. I just, people, people may think this sounds crazy or how could this happen? Yeah. But this family needs some help. And I think the only way they're going to get, it, this is going to get what it needs is to go viral through social media. And people talk about this and draw attention to it. And and then, yeah, no more sweeping under the table when it's just two people, right? When you've got a whole, the whole world watching, basically, that's what we need to do is get some attention on it. Okay. Well, when they get into the federal court, they may get some results. So... Let's raise the vibration of the show, huh? <laughs> yes, yes. For truth, we'll call it truth. Truth, yeah. truth in many aspects and many parts of of what's going on in the world, but definitely for this family. So, where do you want to start? Were you saying before the show you wanted to start with the rethink the rapture? I uh, I would love to dedicate this show to the all the atheists out there. Okay. Mm -hmm. And okay, take away all the excuses. Okay, so they are just sitting there flat naked and don't know what to do, what to think, because they have to start thinking over again. Mm -hmm. Because okay. when we talk about the spiritual worlds, and a true atheist mm -hmm. don't believe in anything after that, they drop the body. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. Nothing. When the when the switch is turned off, there's no light. Yep. Physically, that is true, because death doesn't happen at the time the heart stops. It takes true. a little while for it all to go away. It could be as much as 10, 15 minutes sometimes. 
for all of it to shut down. Mm-hmm. But uh, there is. Uh, hi, Robin. Just saying hi to people. Really life after that? Can you prove it? And most of those people, they wish they never asked. Because, yes, we can approve it. There are several things. Is um, One of them is Nikola Tesla. In 1901, he created a radio circuit, and he built it. And uh, in an interview, he talked about it. And he said, this, uh, I got to have to paraphrase here because I didn't write it down, so I, I couldn't okay. really say. But he said, this this contraption totally terrified me because I was listening to two people communicating, talking among themselves in a language I did not understand. This was in 1901 when there were no, no radio stations anywhere in the country. Mm-hmm. He was it. And no, no ITC <laughs> to transcommunication. No, there were nothing. There were a few experimenters, but they were at universities and they were used for just experimental communication. Okay. But the first radio station in the United States showed up in 1921, I think it was. Mm -hmm. So, you know, 20 years later. But we have the pictures of ghosts. We have the voice recordings. And um, we know that there's something there because they were talking through through Nikola Tesla's radio. So for those of you out there, go on YouTube and put in the search bar the Tesla Spirit Radio. And then go click on one of those shows that show up and listen. You're going to hear spirits talking in communicating with the one that built the radio. They will, uh, I mean, if you build the radio, you can ask questions. Somebody may answer you. And most of the time there is somebody answering. Hardly ever that there is nothing because we are never alone. There are spirits all around us at higher levels. And through this radio, we are able to raise the vibration of the communication into their realm. And, so uh, do you think that comes from the energy? I'm going to stop you there. Do you think that comes from the energy that's generated through Tesla's brilliance with the creation? Well, he didn't create. We can't create energy but basically to access energy to raise the vibration? Or how do you think that works? Well, first of all, uh, Tesla's not around anymore, and he's not doing it. So you build a circuitry. The right. circuitry is able to tap into that higher realm. And uh, just go there and listen to it. And uh, I believe you... it, but I know there's going to be people out there that are going to say, well, well, how does that work? But the problem is, and I always say this, the more I open the door to this other part of life and the world that most of us have been taught doesn't exist, the more infinitely 
massively enormous, I realize it is compared to what we think real life is. Yeah. But you see, these people on the other side that is answering all your questions, they're not dead. If you ask them, they say, no, some of I them gotta, say, uh, You know how my mind works, Augie? I go off in all directions. So, okay, this is where I'm trying to wrap my mind around right now. Every now and then, I'll take a look at Dolores Cannon. Okay, like not a lot. Somebody will send me something. And somebody did recently sent me something. And it had to do with Nostradamus. And I said, oh, yeah, I've looked at that, whatever. And all of a sudden, I thought, I don't think I've ever taken a look at those books she's written. So because I'm always working on something creative, if I'm not podcasting or other things, I thought, I'm going to listen to an audio book. And I did. Now, the thing that blew my mind about this is, and I believe, I believe Dolores Cannon about this, but when she was connecting with Nostradamus, for those who may not be aware, he create, created over a thousand different prophecies that over 70%, I believe my last look, have come to fruition over the time since the 1500s. She claims that she, she was a hypnotist, she wasn't a psychic. I know you know this, Augie, but for people listening. And she would use various levels of hypnosis in the very deep, deep levels, which Augie also knows how to do hypnosis. Um, and they would call the person they were utilizing a vehicle. Now, they took this woman back to a life, because we have many lives, where she was between lives, if she will, you will. So I would call it being back home. So she was back in the spirit world. She wasn't living a life. But what I, I'm trying to wrap my mind around, and I believe it, is that when they were connecting with Nostradamus, he wasn't dead. It was in his time alive. Mm -hmm. So then that gets your mind going. Is there ever really any death? Like, you know, you get into remote viewing, you get into all this stuff. Like we should still technically be able to access Nostradamus if he was so willing to meet up in the space that he had created where they could act energetically, right? Yeah, absolutely. You can, uh, the spirit essence is not necessarily tied to the physical body. So mm -hmm. they could go back to the year 1520 and make a connection right. with Nostradamus. Michel Nostradamus. Michel Nostradamus. Yes, that is yeah. his real name. <laughs> or have a communication with him. That is possible under hypnosis because I've done that with a lady that I took her back 2,000 years and she spoke a foreign language that was abolished. Mm -hmm. So it couldn't have been that she studied it. So no, this that is very possible. But the uh, the uh, Tesla spirit radio is not the only way that we can prove to the atheists that there is something outside of the physical. Okay. There is, yeah, there is another one that is being done here in uh, Tucson, Arizona, and that is the soul phone. I knew you were going to say that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because that has enormous credibility. The people that is on the advisory board of that project are names that you would know. They are very high profile, very knowledgeable people. And what they are doing, they created a circuitry. 
-hmm. that they are they have it hooked up with a computer so you type questions into the computer the computer mm -hmm. run it through its circuitry through another circuitry and it reaches uh, go out through an antenna and there's an answer coming back and so far when they have asked, well, I guess so far, I shouldn't say, because this information is a little over a year old, but so far, they've been working on it for several years. The answers that they got was never wrong. And what they did when they asked, asked the question, they asked who it was, are you alive or dead physically? No, they asked, are you alive physically and the answer came back no so okay. they uh, have so far they have uh, created the yes answers shows up on a green light the no answer shows up as a red light and uh, dr schwartz that is uh, at the university in charge of the project he says give me five years he says and i will be able to talk to them and they will be able to talk back to me. They are working on the science and they are working it out. Okay, you know me. I've got a million questions. First of all, could we do about 500,000? You know, I'm always going to have questions, Augie, and I believe you. You know, I believe you. I've known you I for believe years. Dr. Schwartz. Thing I've said, Augie does not have an ego, and Augie, you, you've, you always are very truthful. Always, always, always. Never heard you say a mean thing about somebody. I've never, like, honestly, I mean that about you. I've known you for many years. So, but you know that I have this kind of mind. So one of the things is what kind of computer, but before you answer that. So being a psychic medium, having studied near-death experiences for 40 years, mm -hmm. understanding not in a professional level, but a, a simple comprehension of intertrans communication or ITC or EVPs that have been picked up, including in my previous home. Mm -hmm. How does he know whom he is communicating with? Because that's always a problem when we're connecting with the spirit world. And even people that are well-versed and very sensitive with picking up energy, I always say we are one human being and we are dealing sometimes with energies entities that are thousands and thousands and thousands of years old so i've seen many a person who's very good at picking up energy has been fooled sometimes by something that's not so good so how does he know whom he's connecting with they are asking questions and i don't i haven't read all the research that they have okay. because it is that's fair it is not, yeah that's fair it's not available. They have, so they, he's they just he's connecting with the other side, and it kind of sounds like to me that he, he's getting answers that are correct. They've never been wrong, and I would imagine that. How do I word this? They're they're not. He's not getting anything negative or evil coming through. I would imagine it's all been no. positive and very loving and. Yes. Right. And uh, there, the few answers that was given out in the article that mm -hmm. I read about it, that was that uh, they asked if the person was physically alive, and he said no. 
and they uh, also mm -hmm. asked them uh, about the um, the astral world was question and mm -hmm. i think the answer came back as yes but there were several questions uh, that was asked about where they were and what they were and how possibly and uh, there were about seven or eight different questions that was given out and i don't remember all of them this is actually a couple of three years I, I get you, and I, I you have so much respect for you that you gave that answer, actually. You should go and okay. check it out for yourself. Go to soulphone.org. Yeah, soul okay, soulphone.org. I think it is right. .org, and you can read, you can see the people involved in it, high-profile, credible people, as well mm -hmm. as... You can read about how they're doing it a little bit. So uh, this is a very good education for the uh, atheists out there. Okay, so with our atheists, though, right? I don't, and I, I, I'll be careful how I word this, but we know with those that are non-believers that refuse to see. We even have Linda, who says we can say her name. Have you seen in front of some, have you ever been in front of someone and they can't see you? It's because she feels you are in a different dimension. But when you get into people that just can't see, whether it's a place of fear usually or whatever it is, I don't know if that would convince them. Like I, I really don't because I, I almost feel now and I'm not giving up on people or giving up on humanity but I'm finding that those that refuse to believe, the only thing that pretty well ever seems to change somebody's mind, if they are a staunch disbeliever, either they've had a near-death experience or they've had an experience that convinces them, it, it doesn't matter what you seem to tell them or show them or, or say or research. It's like they just literally can't see it. But then again, maybe they, are they in a different dimension? I don't know. There's well, mass formation, psychosis, there's all kinds of things that could cause that. But I just, I've seen that. It doesn't matter what you say to them. You just don't believe it. Yeah, uh, the concept of, uh, um, don't confuse me with the facts. My mind is made up. Okay, I'm not trying to change it. Live <laughs> and well in America. There is so much ignorance that uh, if you could fill a boat with it, then the boat would sink. And uh, you know, you and I are on the same page, Augie. You know we are. I'm putting this. I'm I'm being devil's advocate, if you will, and uh, because I and I'm asking what your thoughts are because if there was not that it's our job to convince anybody, it's not. But when there's so much evidence out there like this. You often wonder, I mean, I have even, I even looked after people that have had a near-death experience. I feel so blessed that they, they pulled through and we've had conversations where they've actually said, my God, was I wrong? I thought there was nothing on the other side. Like their mind is blown from the yep. experience that they've had versus what their expectation was. Yeah. And then you have the other ones that have the NDE and... You know, and then they come back and oh man, oh man, that was a nice dream. Yes, they don't. Yeah. Or they get convinced. Yeah, yeah. But the thing about it is that once you, if you dream that you step out of your body, turn around and look at yourself still laying back in the bed, 
that's not a dream. No. That is an out-of-body <laughs> experience because that's usually a lot of times how it happens. Mm-hmm. You see, well, you plus see. we can also do astral travel, right? Like, and for people who don't understand that, mm-hmm. you, I think we astral travel every night when we dream. And, and once you learn how to work with that and control it, and I know that you're capable of that, you can't even begin to believe the things that you can see and the places you can go and the things you can you can do, right? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I don't really care to start converting anybody. That I just give them the facts. And if they want to go research it, if there's enough interest for them to go look at things on their own, then there may be a second conversation. Otherwise, forget it. I got you, and I hope you didn't think I was putting you on the spot like that, because I wasn't, because I know there will be people that will see this, but I agree that if anything resonates, always I say with somebody, take a look, dig deeper. I think we should do that with everything in life. doesn't matter what it is. We We, we have a brain. Because there's one thing that I've been saying for a while, and that is sooner or later, somebody's going to tell me something that is wrong. But I'll believe it, yeah. and I'll tell you about it. So that's why you should do all your own research, because I might be wrong. Mm-hmm. And, no, uh, but I think that that shows that when somebody says that, I have a lot of respect for them. When they say, I've heard people say, you know, don't trust what I'm saying. If, if this resonates with you, go do your own research. Take a look. And I agree 100%. And that's why I asked that question, because there will be people out there. But I, 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 you know what, I think when people, like I said, when people want to look at this, or they want to question it is, even like, I keep going back to that, I'm going to get to your comment in just a second, Jane. Um, It was, it's Dr. Elisa Medhus, who was a staunch atheist, her husband was, her parents were, they were scientists, right? They were doctors. And her middle child committed suicide at 19. And then he started showing up, like how he used to as a child. And he had very distinctive things about himself. Apparently very smelly socks, like to smoke the green stuff, if you will. And the, um, the smell started showing up. And stinky socks, socks started showing up that there were no stinky socks around. All of a sudden, there's stinky socks. And then I think the real game changer, she reports, uh, Dr. Lisa, is her father, always very serious, staunch atheist. It was only science and that's it, right? Wouldn't even look at this kind of stuff. He called her and I think he believed, I believe he lived overseas. It might have, actually, I think they're from Norway, um, some of the family over on that side. And he said, I think I'm going crazy. And she said, why? Why, Dad? And he said, "Um, Eric, her son had committed suicide. This is his grandson. Just appeared to me like he looked when he was about four years old. And he sat on my lap and he put his hand on my cheek and he said, I love you, Papa. And then he disappeared. And the more and more this kept happening and other family members reporting this, Elisa reports that that's when she had to take a look. She had to start researching this and finding out there has to be something more. Yep. So that is one reform, reformed atheist because of their son. <laughs> Hi, AJ. Uh, Jane yeah. has a comment. 
Oh, go ahead, Augie. Comment on that, please, and then I'll read Jane's uh, comment question. Well, I think that person was converted, so to speak, by his own doing and research. Mm -hmm. Because his experience, it mm -hmm. wasn't just our telling him about it. Now he had, they had their own experiences that convinced them. And that's mm -hmm. important. You got to remember. Well, I know, think it was too. Yeah, go ahead. I should tell you, Augie, I forgot to tell you this before and for anybody else. I have a bit of delay. I don't know if it's me being up here in Canada or what it is, <laughs> but I apologize. So if there's a pause and I'm waiting, it's either I, I don't want to talk over you. So um, hi, AJ, he, him and Robin, we're both here. They, they've got a paranormal podcast themselves. AJ, feel free to write it in the comments too, or, or Robin. Um, so Jane says, I was just discussing the same thing this morning. How do you know who you are really communicating with, whether it be spirit or people's loved ones or etc.? Well, the, uh, the one closest vibration to us as the astral world, there is full of pranksters, there is full of all kinds of people that don't even know they're dead. They, they're mm -hmm. just there looking at us and they feel lonely and they want to communicate, they want to talk to us and they may not be truthful all the time. But mm -hmm. we can direct our questions into an arena where of things we know. And then if mm -hmm. the answer come back truthfully, then especially if there are personal ones, then we can probably get closer to really know. Mm -hmm. I agree. Um, I don't know if this, this is a little bit different answer than Augie would give, and I agree with him completely. When I, I know the hardest thing for me as a medium, one of the biggest surprise for me because I'm very clear audience, so I hear my guides all the time and it's not another voice or it's very hard to explain. It's my voice within the mind's eye or within the mind, if you will. But this voice doesn't speak exactly the same way as I do. Or um, it's always meant in love for your highest good. And that's how I know it's my guides. But, but when my mediumship abilities started opening up, I, God, was that a shocker because it's literally like going to a different country because some spirit communicate with colors or a feeling, or maybe you'll smell something or you'll taste it. You might hear them. They might use symbols. Sometimes you can see them. You never know what you're going to get. So mm -hmm. the one thing that I really feel though, and as you said, Augie, we're never alone. There's always spirit around us, including our guides, angels, ascended masters, elementals. You could do a whole show just on that. But I believe that they're all here and around us when, if you will, they're from the positive side or higher vibrational energy is they're here to help us succeed. So no. they're going, what I have found from experience in working with various mentors is that if you can sit down within a meditative state and say, for example, every time I see a pickle, you show me a pickle, it means this. Every time you show me this, it means this. The other thing that I found was very helpful is say you get a whole lineup of family showing up all wanting to talk to the individual you're doing a reading for. You can literally, or what I do anyways, is I literally picture a waiting room 
ask them to sit in the waiting room. And then when they stand before me, I will ask them to show me. Um, I've set up the code that it's like a pink for mom's side, if you will, and blue for dad's side and like a family tree, if you will. And depending on where, like there's one ring, say one ring would be the father or brother, sister. It's like a family tree. That's what that's what I use. And I don't know if that's what you're answering or asking as well, Jane, but if I'm way off, let me know. Um, I'm gonna read a few comments here, Augie. So we've got from Spin Beings, Elsa Dillon. Experience the experience. Yes, yes, so important, important each is um, each his own. Thank you both for this interview. Well, thank you for being here. And let's see who else. Sorry. And then Linda said today, sorry, my computer is acting up. We had a six month old girl laughing at an empty room. We all knew who it was she was seeing. What's your thoughts on that, Augie? Yeah. Um, before I comment on that, I'm going to make another comment and that is that very often we will have contact relating to our own personality and our own level of vibration if we are a real scars bucket you know we're going to have those kinds of spirits coming here to want to help <laughs> like attracts and, like energy right <laughs> yeah like seek like even there so if we are really good people with high spiritual morals mm -hmm. they they really scuzzberg it's out there i'm pointing out there but it's not really all necessarily out there but they yeah. don't really get along with us so they just don't want to associate with our vibration it's uncomfortable to them mm -hmm. so we will attract what we are and uh, for those of us that have a spiritual integrity and a higher vibration, and we don't have any fear, we're not going to have any problems. We will mm -hmm. mostly have truthful spiritual entities want to communicate. And a lot of times also, they ask first. They don't just impose themselves. They come and say, can we talk? And I can honestly validate everything you've said, Augie. You're very familiar with our own paranormal experience. We've had many conversations off air. And you were actually one of the people that really helped me understand like attracts like energy. And the fact about, they used to hear this all the time, raise your vibration. you got to raise your vibration. I remember thinking, what the heck does that mean, right? When we first all start this journey, we, that's one of the questions we ask. And I understood it. And I remember the conversation like it was yesterday with you. And you were talking about how everything looks almost identical across the veil, if you will. But it's like you're looking in a mirror. So everything's on the opposite. And you were talking about writing a letter. I'm that if you want to talk about that, we can. But I remember that I don't know what it was which you said, but I actually got it. This is years ago. And I realized mm. that, yeah, he's right. So that if we raise the vibration in the house, so lots of laughter, lots of fun, bringing the inside, outside in, getting fresh air, you know, being grounded, all these things like that we're no longer a match for these evil things that are in our house. Now, That's were they right. still there? Yes. 
But guess what? No more attacks, yeah. no more now being thrown 15 feet across the kitchen or bitten or burnt or scratched. Mm -hmm. And guess what? With that, the fear went out the window. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. And uh, another thing, too, that maybe fit just in here, we're talking about the house. Mm -hmm. Sage. If you burn mm -hmm. sage, is mm -hmm. something that tends to it is a sign or there's something in that sage that drives spiritual entities out of the house mm -hmm. and uh, i don't know what it is it may be the smell because sometimes we can smell interdimensionally um, i know that because uh, ever so often on my birthday my mom comes around ah. and uh, I, can, I can smell her perfume uh, ah she he she is here i know mm -hmm. it because I can smell the perfume that she used, you know, decades ago. Because Happy belated birthday, I'm going to say on air too, Augie. I said it before we went on air, but I got to gotta out you. Happy belated birthday. <laughs> yeah, I'm counting, I'm counting backwards now, so it works fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we've done some shows on Augie and about reversing the age. Um, and we, I'm sure we'll do more like that. Because every time I have you on, I get so many comments. People were already saying last week, what? Augie's here? Oh, I'm so excited. I'm going to definitely catch a show. Because I met, told them you were coming on this week. So, Oh, thank you. All right. Well, that's, that's good. So Ida uh, says just, oh, sorry, go ahead, Augie. Yeah, no, we are the ones that is responsible for us. Don't give our power away and allow someone else to do and decide for us. The more we get mm -hmm. used to that, the more self-reliant and the more ambitious we become at finding spiritual truth. Yes. It kind of goes along. The more you do, the more you start advancing up the ladder into that arena and uh, that's what we need to do and uh, we know science is telling us there is more than one universe there's more than one level of existence even Stephen Hawking said years ago I don't know about seven or eight ten years ago he said I can prove on the blackboard that we have at least nine different universes and he says also later he said that if i extend the equations i might find more and uh, before he died i think it was up to 11 or so that he could prove on the blackboard because you know theoretical physicists they are a little slow when it comes to spirituality they're hanging behind because mm -hmm. They don't have the experiences that many of us have because there's the saying, and that is that, you know, for the one who have had the experience, no explanation is necessary. For the one that have not had the experience, no explanation is possible. Oh, I like that. So true. Yeah. And that's the theoretical physicist. They are all locked in on the blackboard. Mm -hmm. or these days maybe on the computer but mm -hmm. still when they sit there for hours and stare at equations to find a solution and a bridge to another equation mm -hmm. they're having downloads 
that is just the way the universe works. They can't explain it, so they can't talk about it. But they're having downloads that sometimes give them that bridge mm -hmm. to the other equation. So now you can explain the whole thing instead of having two different things that can't talk to each other. Gotcha. And that is how science advances until it gets to the point as um, Albert Einstein said uh, before he died, not long before, he said, the deeper I look into quantum mechanics, the more I find God looking back at me. Oh, I like that too. Yeah. So there is something in those equations that has a spiritual counterpart. A lot of mm -hmm. scientists don't know how to explain it. They can see it. But it, if they start talking too far outside of the equations, the university they're working for or the organization, they're going to say, wait a minute, don't you get out of line here. you got to stay with the program. Otherwise, I'm going to cut off your funding. Funding, yep. Number one yep. thing that happens for sure. I want to say hi. We've got Jody here from Australia. Ida said hi, guys, popping in and out tonight. Lots of love. Thanks for being here. <laughs> so um, uh, Linda says she was when she was talking about the six-month-old laughing at nothing in the room, she said um, this little one was born on her great-great-grandfather's birthday, and we can feel him here. It's an unconditional love feeling we get. I have to agree. Mm -hmm. Those things are really, you can walk away from an incident like that with tears in your eyes because you know you have the contact, you had the experience. Mm -hmm. You know what it is though, Augie, and even you know this better than anybody, you, you cover such incredible topics on Broadcast Team Alpha with Nori, your co-host, is that we've never been led to believe any of these things that it's something that's everyday conversation we're, we're starting to open the door but the other part is well let's let's just stop for a sec so i i started the show off talking about this this ellen greenberg and you know encouraging people to please take a look if it, it resonates well there was another mother that and i do follow true crime i follow like I said, this youtuber um grizzly true crime i like what she does there's no there's no drama, very nice group of people, and it's based on fact. This mom was missing. She just literally vanished walking the dog. And the police were convinced that this woman's body was in the water. They had had all kinds of people checking, checking, checking. There was no hint of her even going in the water. Literally disappeared within seconds. Do you know how she was found? A medium was out walking and called the police that had been three weeks and said, I know how most people feel about this kind of stuff, but you haven't found her. And I am absolutely certain her body is right here. She was recovered within a half hour of that phone call. So how does that happen, right? How do we pick up on this? But I think what happens where I'm going with this is we've been so led to believe as human beings most people, I've met so many people, so of you, I'm positive, Augie, that, that think we're, we don't know why we're here. Like, what are we doing here? Like, no, no. idea. 
never mind how incredibly gifted and powerful we are as human beings. So I, I just keep thinking that if we have been led, say, from birth to talk about some of these topics and much more, we're talking about what a different world we'd live in. Telekinesis yep. would be nothing. Tele telepathy would be nothing. Um, I could go on and on and on. We are incredibly powerful, gifted beings, right? So we There's can pick many up of us that, many of us that do that. When you were explaining about that lady, uh, I had the image of a tall, skinny guy that was there mm -hmm. with her and did it. Mm. So, yeah, because there's been some talk about, but yeah, I'm glad you, but I, I think they pretty well closed this case because they figure that she fell in and I've never, ever, ever, <laughs> ever, like there was no, there was no marks. The dog, she had a little dog. She walked there every day. She was so predictable. It was, a it was, um, St. Michael's on, on wire, the river wire. I think it was a little tiny community in in mm. england now isn't that interesting you mentioned that well just look in the record and see who fits the mold but maybe we should talk a little bit about more about the spiritual world too because yes, every please. one of us sooner or later is going to have to experience something and that mm -hmm. is the separation of the physical yes when I like the, the way you said that consciousness and everything that goes along with it is leaving the physical behind you kind of using you're using it up kind of like a used car now you just get rid of you it you just read my mind <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah and for the atheists that think there's nothing afterward boy they they are going to get slapped up the head and say well, wait a minute was i wrong now what do i do they have no clue. And those are the spirits that is, there is full of them in the lower astral world because they don't know. I'm where to so go glad you were right on the same page as me. I swear to God, this happens lots, but with you always. It's like you're, I'm either reading your mind or you're reading mine because I was just thinking about this. Go ahead. Sorry. Hi, Howie. Yeah. And they are full of questions. If you get out there as an astral traveler, I would say be a little careful with who you communicate with because you, they can attach themselves to you. They're so needy. They want questions. They want answers. They want to be with someone that you can communicate with. And when you go back, they follow you home. And you don't want them to follow you home. No, they don't belong in your home unless you invite them. And chances are that you wouldn't. So be a little careful but these entities out there you can help them you can tell them look here you are no longer physical you're not dead you live forever there is a they can they have a phone they can use that phone and call somebody to come and get them mm -hmm. that phone is in form of a mental image of someone that has already passed on they are in the spiritual world somewhere obviously not with them but they're somewhere create a mental image in their mind let's say of their mom that you know it was a good person she moved on let's say 
10 years earlier and think of her and say, mom, come and get me. That is the phone. Because in that world, the mental image is the signal. She very likely will get the message. And she think she might realize that, oh, hey, my son just joined us. I'll go get him. She could come and bring him to where he would get re-educated all the stupidity that he's got communicated with, you know, over the decades will be eradicated. Now he gets some spiritual knowledge and uh, he is ready probably for another reincarnation with different importances. But use that phone. You know what the movie kind of, it it kind of um, shows some of the concepts we're talking about. And I'd forgotten about it for a little while. And I always used to forget the name of this. And I've always been so in love with this movie. Long before I re-realized the gifts that I have, connection to spirit. This movie came out in the 80s and I fell in love with it immediately. And it's called Made in Heaven. I don't know if you've seen it or not. It's with Timothy Hutton and Kelly McGillis. What do you think of that movie? Like, it doesn't show us everything, but it's kind of cool, isn't it? Yes, it was. And a lot of the stuff in that movie was really close. I thought so, too. I thought so, too. And wasn't that cool how it came full circle? And I'm not giving away too much of the movie here, folks, if you haven't seen it. If you haven't. I, I strongly encourage you to watch it. It's just such a beautiful story. But the gentleman, the main character, Timothy Hutton, first his first life is in the, he's back from the war, I believe, and looking for a job. Anyways, towards the end of the movie, he ends up running into, so I don't give too much away, the loved ones that he had in the previous lifetime. And it's such a touching story. Yeah, I know, Michelle yeah. Pratt, you were, you were lurking here, Michelle Pratt, over in Australia. we got a couple of Australia people here. She loves this movie. You keep telling me somewhere, and I haven't seen that one. I'm going to have, is that with Richard Dreyfus? If it is, uh, my partner, Dell, I should give his show a plug. He's got the delicious recipe on Thursday nights here, right after my show with David called The Thing at the Foot of the Bed. And his show is not a cooking show. If that's with Richard Dreyfus, he goes on about that movie all the time. <laughs> okay, all right. Now, there's one more thing I want to say about somebody oh, sorry, dropping go ahead, And that is that there are people that, yeah, I believe that there's life after this physical existence. Oh, absolutely. But man, oh man, I, I did something. I was in the military. I was over in, you know, somewhere. And I killed people. I killed many people. You did? I, and they are totally convinced that they are going Oh, I thought you were hit. talking about yourself. I'm going, I, I don't no, know that. No. About, now I know what you're saying. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. <No. laughs> I gotcha. I was in the military and driving a battle tank, but that wasn't. I was thinking, Augie, yeah. you never told me this before, but, but maybe that's why I said you did. Now I get you. People are saying this. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> it was peaceful times back then. But 
these people that is totally convinced that because of they did in the past, the preacher is telling me I'm going to hell. So yeah, I guess I'm going to hell. Don't believe them. Yeah, chances are when they drop the body, they find themselves in a place. They do, yeah. Which looks just like hell. You can see the the fire. You can see people laying around and looks like lava boiling. They, there are stories out there from people that have had that and then come back with it as a near-death experience and t- talk about it. So remember, we live in a mind-created universe. Quantum mechanics tell us that. It's an illusion. It's a mind-created holographically projected illusion we are living. And that also extends into the astral worlds. That's an illusion also created by the mind that is there. So if you've did something in the past and you end up in what you call hell, think yourself out of there. Use the phone. Call somebody. Say, come and get me. Or just think yourself out of there knowing this is not real. And then go find the light and go through it. Or ask some people say i have called on jesus and i was out of there i know one case that happened like that whatever you believe strongest that is going to happen i agree with you the mind created universe oh sorry augie go ahead I didn't want to. Sorry, I I, I've got it delayed. Okay. Sometimes August jokes are killers. I don't know what that. I don't know if about any jokes. (laughs) That's Linda. Linda Dillman. She said I could say her name, so it's our friend. (laughs) She knows you. So okay, so I want to ask you this because I hear about this. People will ask me about it or get questions. And I'm not saying I believe this because I don't. But you have such an eloquent way about explaining things that people can understand it very clearly. Is you get people who claim to be within the spirituality arena that will, will teach, don't go into the light. It's a trap. You'll be trapped in this vicious, vicious circle. Have you ever discovered where that's come from or why people say things like that? And then people get very confused, right? Yeah, I think so. I think I know where he come from. Mm-hmm. The CIA. Oh, oh okay. Interesting. Another PSYOP program to prevent people from advancing spiritually. That would make total sense. Yeah. That's my because opinion. Been... I don't know that. But there, there is CIA documents that talk about how, actually I found one here the other day, and they found about how to leave the physical reality and go out and look around and then come back. There is one that explains how to do that. I, I put it on my Facebook page, but so you could actually go. Well, I need to be checking that out. Hang on. I was yeah. on your page today. I didn't see that. <laughs> I have to, didn't dig deep enough. No. What you will find when, let's say that you make 
you make the call, your mom come and get you and you bring you yeah. somewhere. Then this is what it probably will happen. And that is that you there's a re-education process. You have to mm -hmm. find out what is it like in the new world that you now live as a disembodied entity. And there is a little bit of time because time, per, the perceived time there is the same as here, though it doesn't exist because it is what you concentrate on is what shows up. You could concentrate on a different time and that thing would show up. So when you are there, you're interested in what's going on. You want to learn about the spiritual world or relearn because you had it before. And then you will figure out together with others, do I want to go back and learn more in the physical reality or do I want to stay here or do I want to come back as a, maybe a guide for someone else? Chances are not if you were an atheist, but there is an education process. You will go through it mm -hmm. and then you will meet someone they call themselves the guardians of the soul and i know that because i have memory of it standing there in front of them and there was kind of like a table okay. and in there was a fluid top of the table kind of like almost like a laid down tv screen and i could mm -hmm. see things in that table it was three-dimensional i could see depth in it and when I saw that, I was given the opportunity to choose between, I believe, probably three, maybe four different life situations. And I had to choose one for the next incarnation. And evidently, in a, in a stupor, I chose this one. But can read the fine print. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, I ended up here being born into a, a single mom on a farm in Norway. Mm -hmm. That was a, a, quite a start. Well, it, it was a good start. Mm -hmm. a it could have been easy for your mom, though, I'm sure. Oh, no. My goodness. Well, it wasn't easy. But, you know, it, we never thought of it as hard so much. It was just work. Mm -hmm. but it was good. I hardly have any bad memories from my growing up. I don't remember any. Can oh, I remind you of something you shared about your childhood on here on one of our shows? You, yeah? you said you think you may have been visited by your future self as a child oh. on the farm. Oh boy, that, that's a, that's a story. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know. Did we do that on the air? So maybe people know. Otherwise, I couldn't mention it again. You did mention it on the air. I remember. I would never bring up something that you hadn't said yet. You did. You did. No. Yeah. Yeah. Because you that, talked about it. That guy that showed up, he told me about things. I was. He encouraged me to do it. Mm -hmm. and that's what I ended up doing. So cool.
I have to agree with you. No, I wrote their names down because I didn't know what their names were. But I have to agree with you about the guardians of, you said the guardians of the soul, because you aren't the first person I have heard speak about this. And as you speak about it, it it's very familiar to me. I believe I had a near-death experience as a toddler, but I've heard many people speak about it. And when they're picking out, like you said, they have the choices of the next life. And then just as they're getting ready to incarnate, um, I've, I've seen somebody that channels that one of her guides, Grace, is, is I believe, a member or learning how to become part of, she didn't give them a title, the Guardians mm -hmm. of the Soul, but she said she's an elderly, very stately lady with a British accent. And she says she is the one that would be standing at sort of at the end of the table as we'll say you, the global you, the person that's choosing their lifetime, they've made that choice. And they're going along and they're going, I think I'm going to have alcoholic parents and then I'm going to have this, I'm going to have that, I'm going to have this and I'm going to have that. And I, I want all these experiences she's talking about. And she said, they pile all up like on this big plate. And she says, and there's me, Grace, talking to the soul and saying, I know this seems so intriguing and so much learning can be done, but you have to live that life. <laughs> So she said she's usually the one guiding people to kind of take a few things maybe off and save that for the next incarnation. Had, have oh, you experienced or saw that or what were your, what was your experience? Yeah. When you look, when you get the choice between the three or four different life situations, mm -hmm. look at the one there will in which you will gain more spiritual capacity than the other ones, because that is what's important. There could be one of them that you have phenomenal experiences. You could become yeah. a billionaire and have the whole world at your feet, but it's not going to do you much because a lifetime goes very fast. Oh, it's like that spiritual existence. So pick the one is my advice, of course. Uh, pick the one where you can gain most spiritual capacity in. That might be the harder one. I think but that's the one. You'll learn more. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd say so too. <laughs> I want to I wanna ask you, because I think this is an interesting topic, and I don't think I've ever done a show on this, the rapture versus ascension. So you had said we wanted to, you, you wanted to touch on that, and I would love to, because we are hearing this depending on people's religious dogmatic beliefs and where does it come from? Are we building our, our perception and energy into that? Because there are, there's a large not super large, but a large part of the global population that really does does believe this is end times and what have you. The rapture and ascension is essentially the same thing, but there's two different sides to that coin. And here's something for you, Lorelei. You may go on the YouTube and look up the interview that we did with a Catholic priest, Father Tiso. Tiso? Father 
Father Tiso, he was a Catholic priest in Rome, and the Catholic Church sent him to India to investigate ascension and the rainbow body. Because they heard they heard rumors that people okay. ascended. They was just turned into a ball of light and disappeared. And the Catholic Church, they couldn't mm -hmm. figure this out. So they sent him there to figure it out. And he found it to be true. He's got a word. Okay, now you got to tell us all about it. <laughs> or whatever you can. And then people, you got to go check this show out. <laughs> okay. uh, I'll, I'll hook you up with that guy. I, I, I've interviewed him. Okay. Okay. Uh, because that is a phenomenal story. On his website, he's got pictures of people that uh, is ascended. And all that was left behind was just hair and nails. Everything else disappeared. Wow. There, there is Why the hair and nails? Why they oh, sorry, Augie, know. you know me. I ask a million questions. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Okay. But there is another video on YouTube, and you may be able to find it. Um, there was in a monastery in uh, Tibet, I believe it is, where the, in these monasteries, they have ascension parties ever so often. When somebody reached about a couple of 300 years old and they figured, I've done everything I want to do, so I'm out of here. They lay down, quit breathing, and they die. They decide when they leave. There's a video actually on YouTube explaining this. And they show the man laying down. He was laying there for about three minutes and he was declared dead. Hmm. I have seen that. No. Not 300 yeah. years old, but I've seen it. Yeah. This, these kinds of ascensions are real. Some of them just, they sit in the lotus position, go into meditation, and they start glowing and turn into a ball of light and they're gone. That's now that, that is one form of ascension. Now there is another, probably more so the one that we are in the process of going through, and that is slowly raising the vibration into the next existence, where the fourth generation, fourth uh, vibration will go away, and we find ourselves in the fifth we're not going to turn into light doing that. It's a slow going, and we are in the process of doing that now. Now, okay. the rapture that the Christians talk about, right? it's somewhat similar because there are old writing that comes out of the Hebrew writings. They talk about people disappearing before their eyes and this is you know the catholic church got a hold of this and they had to make something out of it of course so now they're saying that when the rapture come we are going to take all the good people with us to heaven and use ghost buckets you'll be left behind so they felt like, oh, that's going to encourage the Scudsburgers to come to church and give us their money, and we're going to have a little more, you know, good stuff coming right. our way. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. there may be some true, in some ways, some truth to that. 
In fact, I know for a fact, uh, 30 years ago, I talked to a guy in the administration of, uh, of uh, uh, an airline. And he said, the, the board of the airline, they were total convi uh, convinced Christians. And they said they were afraid of the um, rapture was going to happen and take the pilot. If he was a good person, he'd be raptured out of there and the plane would crash. So they okay. did not allow. They tried as much as they could to separate only one Christian in the cockpit. If the captain was a, um, a Christian, they didn't want the co-pilot to be a Christian or a non-believer. So they tried to separate the crew in a way that if the rapture happened, the other pilot will take the airplane to its destination. They really had that philosophy. My so, God. Uh, yeah. So, uh, well, it's okay with me. You know, this it didn't hurt me anything riding in the back, but... Uh, on the other hand, it's kind of a goofy policy on the yeah. form. Yeah. But the rapture, it has happened in the past because the old writings talk about it. And it probably is something to that. Okay. So when the time comes, you can expect to see people disappearing. Oh my God, that just gives me a gazillion other questions in my mind. You knew it, Kazagi, you know me well enough. You'll, you'll, you always, and things you say to me always stick with me. Like I told you, I remembered what you talked, like I think it was what a show on our old network, I things you've talked about, I remember, because you always yeah. say things that get my mind going in a million different directions. And I've got so many questions. That's why when you say, well, I don't know I've, if you've said I don't know. I respect that. I do because I know you're telling me the truth. Don't be too optimistic, though. I think United Airlines has changed their thinking by now. I, I think they probably don't have a choice. Yeah. <laughs> As do many of not have a choice. We have to be careful because we're on YouTube here. But, uh, yeah, I was thinking that already. Thinking, hmm wonder if that policy has been abolished over the last couple of years, especially. <laughs> probably have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what did I, um, I don't know if she was talking here or not. Linda said, no sleep for you. I think that was one a few minutes ago. Um, <laughs> she might've been talking to Michelle, but I think it's morning over in Australia. I think it's Tuesday morning already over there. Because I know nope. Michelle usually listens while she's getting ready for work. And we had Jody here. we got people from all over the world here. We really appreciate this. I should remind you guys, if you're listening to this and you want to join in the conversation, we love your questions and comments. Uh, please just head over to UFO Paranormal Radio Network, either the Facebook page or the YouTube uh, channel. That's where I can see the comments. And then I can highlight you in there like we've been seeing people. So, okay, so I got a question for you. And like I said, I got to be careful of the way I word this because we're on YouTube. But I have been seeing, and I believe it's probably going to happen one day, that with the technology that we have, that it's been talked about, that depending on the collective 
religious beliefs in geographical areas that that type of technology is being planned to be used. So say you're a believer in Jesus. Sorry, guys, I have a bad back, so i got to squirm to kind of move around a bit. Um, so say you believe in Jesus. Jesus will appear in the sky, or it may be Buddha, or it may be whomever, telling you that they've all been wrong, that that, that belief system no longer exists, and that we're all going to go to one system. Now, that's not going to be attributed, obviously, to the rapture because it wouldn't be the same thing because as far as I know, people aren't going to start disappearing. Mm -hmm. But what's your thoughts on that? Do you think it's going to happen? Well, oh, no, say I'll... for me because I have a million questions. Okay, gotcha, Linda. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, I would say to everybody listening to this that, yes, you will okay. see Jesus come back in the sky. And you will hear a voice in your head saying something to the effect of that support your government, do what government tells you so they can protect you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because this is a CIA dark government program called Operation Bluebeam. I and just did a show with Dell on this the other night. Mm -hmm. I at the very earliest they will that will come about this fall 2023 or 2024 they are not going to wait any longer because they know they're losing control and when they do that is will be the alien the fake alien invasion they have hundreds of flying discs that is just holographic images flying through the sky in between them they have some of the real flying discs shooting at things on the ground blowing up buildings destroying air bases airports to create fear in the people so that when they put the holographic image of a person in a white robe in the sky and tell the people that I am Jesus, your God. Do as the government tells you so they can protect you. That is the plan. And That's uh, why I mentioned it. We need to talk a bit yeah. about it, whether or not it's forbidden, but we do because people need to be aware of that. Mm -hmm. That's right. And uh, John D'Souza? Uh, yeah, I know who John is, yeah. Yeah, he is an ex-FBI agent. He says, my contact on the inside, he says, they're telling me that this is planned for this fall. Okay. So well, when the you see... crazy place to live in for a little while then because there are going to be people that are going to believe it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the gullible Christians, they will believe it. Mm -hmm. They'll believe anything God tells them. When you show, uh, they have no idea, most of them, on technology like this. So when they don't, you don't understand the holographic image of a person sitting in the sky. We have holographic image. They did that in 1964, 3, 4. They created a holographic image of Jesus's mother and placed it right in the harbor of Havana, Cuba. 
huge image. And they were hoping that the Cubans would see that as a motivation to overthrow the corrupt government. Well, that didn't happen. But they had the holographic image in 1963 or 64. Mm-hmm. What do you think that has developed into today? That's what I've been saying. You know what? I'm actually wondering if I thought about, I didn't know we were going to talk about quite this, but there is a clip that's been put out there. It's gone a little bit viral and it's, it's on video. I think it might've been off of TikTok and I do believe it's real in the fact that they were testing this out, if you will, because there's a whole group, whack of people. I don't know if it was at a, park like a big park or a gathering or something they're all screaming and they're pointing and in the clouds can't see what's below it there is a man made like a a regular sized man it looks like waving at people and walking around and moving around in the clouds and people are just going insane this just i i believe it just came out the last couple months so i'm wondering and maybe they're testing their stuff i don't know uh, I would say go to my Facebook page and mm-hmm. uh, go down, I think probably about six or seven posts down. Mm-hmm. I have okay. a short video that explains what this kind of holographic technology can really do. Well, you know, to- I'm going there after the show. <laughs> yeah. There's some phenomenal images there that shows up. You see a boat going down the river. The boat is a holographic image. The Statue of Liberty is just banging, rolling right on top of it. And then you see a galaxy coming in and merging with you. And this so clear, you, you could almost swear that this is real. So, yeah, watch for it. That well, I think it was important that. to mention so people can be aware of this. Again, getting back into the belief factor, well, Linda says all the gullible ones need to find a conspiracy theorist support person right about now. It's about to get interesting, and it is. But one topic we haven't really, we touched a little bit, but not really a lot, is on reincarnation. That is a real hot button topic with people too right goes right up there with the atheists that people don't understand so you want to talk a little bit it's about 726 and i know your broadcast team alpha is starting at 8 p.m eastern so um augie's got to duck out a few minutes early or than we normally (laughs) i gotta get out of here probably seven or eight minutes before the hour so i can get set up to do the other show. But um, reincarnation, it is all up to you. Because when you're standing around that pool looking at three or so different life situations and you choose one, you choose one by free will. Inside of that choice, you may have agreed to come here, have a broken leg at the age of six, and um, you are going to flunk uh, out in school, and you're going to have a car accident, and you got all kinds of miserable things, which luckily I never chose any of those. But you 
chose those things to have the experience. Mm -hmm. So that is free will. When you get into that life situation, you grow up and you do flunk out in school. And then uh, later on, let's say you start studying spiritual things and you find out that, well, let's say you got divorced and you realize that how in the world could I have agreed to something like this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you did. It's, it's not good or bad spiritually. There are only experiences. experiences. Yes. Now, that one is hard and- to wrap my head around. Some of it, te- you know, feels like shit. And you it just, just got to go through it. But you know what, though, Augie, once you, like I say, you open this door and, you know, I, just as you do, I meet people all day long. They'll be asking questions and I'm going to be truthful with them. And again, encourage them. Don't trust what I'm saying. Take a look. I have no attachment to being right. If I'm wrong, that just means I learn from my mistake and continue to grow. But but the whole point is, the um, you know, there's so many things that once they ask these questions, they give them the answer, but I tell them, be prepared because once you lift the lid to Pandora's box or you take the cork out of the bottle and the genie comes out, you can't put it back in. And I say, I don't say that to you to scare you. I tell you that because once you start and you step back and put fear to the side, just with a questioning, opening, open mind, you start to realize, how did I not see this before? And if you are really interested in finding out, for example, I because I've met people all the time, I would never, ever have chosen this, never in a million years. I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy. Well, we did. And where I sometimes teach from this is, you know, we've seen it before because when things are status quo, things are amazing. What do we all say? I wish this could last forever, right? We don't Mm -hmm. want to change anything. But when we have awful things happen, that is our biggest opportunity to grow and learn. I always use the examples of, Say somebody's lost a loved one through very tragic means or at the hands of another person. We have seen people who can't get past the grief. And again, there are no bad experiences, but it's the people, say, for example, that take that experience and they turn it into something monumental. Maybe they have laws changed or they start something to support other people and it becomes global. Whatever it is, whatever they learn from that, they use that experience that's when I find where we grow, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like that comment in the two from Faith. Uh, all the gullible ones need to find a conspiracy theorist support. Yes. <laughs> because it's true. All of the conspiracy theories are coming true. Yeah. Oh, you wouldn't believe the memes I have saved. <laughs> And and they're 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 pretty funny. Let me tell you because um yeah they I've never liked that word conspiracy conspiracy theorist. I never have. And we know where it's come from. If you haven't, you can look it up. But it pretty well grew out of the JFK assassination. And you know what? To me, it's not conspiracy theorists. It's truth seeking. Yeah. And truth is always different to everybody, right? But again, 
that's why we you say this i say this other people that have been doing this for a long time say the same thing don't trust what we have to say if if you even if you don't believe it but you go i gotta look that up for myself the only thing i always say to people though is i encourage them use a variety of resources including search engines not just the number one one that's out there there's many others and i encourage you you'll be surprised what you'll find i know you know all this augie and then the other thing is there's nothing wrong with books we're losing the art of 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 utilizing books do you agree yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. and uh i want to read something to you for those of you that don't think much about conspiracies i wrote this down because i wanted to read it to you Edgar J. Hoover, the head of the FBI in right. back in the 1950s, he said in a speech one time, the individual is capped by coming face to face with a conspiracy so monstrous he cannot believe it exists. The American mind simply cannot come to realization that the evil which has been introduced into our midst It rejects even the assumption that human creatures could expose a philosophy that must ultimately destroy all that is good and decent. Mm -hmm. Edgar J. Hoover. He spoke at the the Elks Magazine, August 1956. Go look it up. That explains... He should know. He was the head of the FBI. He should know about the huge, everything in our society is attached to a conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Another one that I want to read real quick is sure. the head of the sure, CIA. Sure. Yeah, the head of the CIA under Ronald Reagan said, when we find that everything the American public believe is false, we know our disinformation program is working. Take that to put it in your pipe and smoke it because that's the real thing. You are living right now. That That's what the prop, well, Michelle uh, wrote, I called this control a virus from, from the start. Yeah. But, but the problem is, is that and I don't know what bubble or charm life people have been living in. And I'm, I'm very happy that they have, but that they can't believe that there would be this kind of evil or planning or, you know, so many entities put together. This is another thing I used to hear years ago when I first went down this road was follow the money. And I used to hate that. I used to hate it too. Raise your vibration and follow the money. But it's yeah, true. that's easier said than done, though. You know, how do we do that? And if you if you listen to the last two citations I did here, that is one of the reasons, the big reason why we should seek more spiritual capacity and knowledge. And if you want to know more about reincarnation and the spiritual existence, you could have a look at this book. Oops, where is it? Here you go. Spiritual Science. That's your book. It's- Higher conscious thinking and how to access the universal consciousness. You'll find it on Amazon and bookstores and or from me. And 
I also in there teach you how to use your mind in ways that you normally would think would be impossible. So go to Amazon, look on the second page, and you'll find out all the subjects that is written about in it. And um, chances are you'll find one of them that you can't live without. So have a look at it. Well, didn't you also say you're going to read it and then read it again? And then when you finish yeah. that, then was it the third time contact you <laughs> and have a discussion? Because yeah. there's so much information. I make that offer. To, I think I'm the only one I know of that make myself totally available to everybody who read the books, even though you there do. are thousands of them. You'd be amazed how few people take me up on it. And I tell people, if you read it three times, get a hold of me. You know where to get me. And you may be ready for stage two. That is when we talk about some of the things that we do in the Mastermind Connection on Sundays. Astral travel. Creating, creating the future before we have to live it. And we, we've done some amazing things by healing for people. That mm -hmm. major illnesses have gone away in basically just hours and uh, besides creating rain out of basically clear skies in a matter of an hour and a half to shut up, to um, do away with the, the forest fires in northern california about five months ago mm -hmm. these things do happen but there is a science to it we have to understand the language to communicate with the universal mind or cosmic consciousness or God, if you want. There is a language. It's not one of words. It's a language mm -hmm. of emotion, vivid, colorful images, intention, knowing it is done. And you, there is a science to how to put this together in your mind so it works. And that is what we do in the Mastermind Connection. In fact, if you want to be part of something like that, come and check it out. Send us an email to the themastermindconnection at gmail.com. TheMastermindConnection at gmail.com. I want to send you some information about it and what we do and how we do, as well as a link to come and check it out on uh, Sundays. And you yes, I've been long overdue to return. I haven't been there. Been. I, this is something else I want to ask you quickly about the mastermind and, and then whatever. I've, I've been saying this more and more with more frequency. Maybe it's because I'm saying it, I'm creating it. I'm not sure, but I don't think so because I've talked to other people. I have noticed that time is moving much more quickly, yep. very quickly. Like, like 12 hours is gone in the blink of an eye. I literally made note of it on the weekend. I looked at the clock and it was 12, 12. And I said, okay, I got a busy day. Not going to look at the clock probably till at least midnight or later. I'll bet myself that it's probably going to seem like an hour or two past. That's literally what it's felt like. Like it, it feels like Friday was this morning. So what is that? Is there some truth to this or is it just no. a personal experience I'm manifesting? Or We have moved into a region of space where time 
the linear time is going faster because there, okay. there's a spike of energy coming out from the center of the galaxy in one direction and we are now moved into that direction where time is not what it was further back in the circle the great circle and uh, this is something that uh, by the time we get out of there out of this spike we're going to be in the fifth dimension so to leave happens, people with this because i know you just every, have a few more oh go ahead 20, go ahead sorry it happens every twenty six thousand six hundred and six some 80 years okay we're going through this. so are we going to be in this that long then or are we just no no no, no. it's just rotating? maybe it's just a few years and we're out of it okay so i have a question for you because i know you have to leave soon is um i always when we talk about some difficult topics like we've talked about tonight because sometimes truth is hard to swallow but I like to leave people with solutions. So I think the number one solution would be joining like-minded people, like you said, with the mastermind no. connection. But what can people do on their own? Because fear is one of the worst places to go to because it lowers our vibration, makes us susceptible to illness, to everything you can possibly think of. So I'd like to leave people with something that can feel like they are empowered. So what can they do? with some of the topics we talked about today, especially towards the last part of the show. Hang around people that feel that way, that they have power. And that's another thing too. Everybody should create a mastermind for themselves. Families can do that. Church groups could do that. A family of two or three or four or however many could get together on Sunday for dinner and create a mastermind. Talk about what do they really want? And when do they want it? How? Don't worry about how. You don't care how it shows up. The universe will take care of that. But you got to know what you want. And then use the spiritual language and come and visit us in the mastermind and we'll show you that. So that's mm -hmm. one of the things you can do as a family. And those families that do, they have a lot more successful outcomes. It's just like brainstorming. It's kind of like the second cousin of the mastermind. Okay. Sorry. The Dell brought me a glass of his homemade wine. I don't normally drink. I never drink, but he just bottled it. So, of course, I'm surprised he didn't pop his head around. He's such a ham. There he is. There he is again. I told you. He's such a ham. You want to say hi to Augie and everybody else? Lou. Dell's the maker now. <laughs> You're welcome, Michelle. She said, thanks for the show. Awesome as always. And I love having you on, Augie. I'd you know what? I could do a show with you every week and it would never be the same show. Well, there's a lot to talk about, you know, so we probably hardly ever, I don't think we'll ever run out of stuff to talk about. No, I don't think so. And you know, I'm going to ask you a million questions and it's never to put you on the spot. It's just the way my mind works. And you also know, I remember most of the conversations that we have had, obviously, because <laughs> I do. <laughs> they yeah, make a big uh, I, impact. I remember a two-hour marathon one time about four years ago that you were on. Oh, mm -hmm. boy. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, we've talked about I and then I've had some very strange, well, so have you, unusual things that have happened to me that we dealt with years ago. Like I'm telling you crazy stuff. Somebody, a stranger sent me their work. If you, I don't know if you remember that years ago and it, it had to do with epigenetics and all kinds of stuff. Like I've had some strange stuff. I'm telling you, if I ever write my biography, people are going to think it's fiction. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Linda says, um, thanks for the conversation in the quantum existence. There is never a shortage of questions. True. That's right. True. So you're, let's, you want to tell people, we've, like I said, we only have about 10 minutes and I know you got to, you got to get going, I'm rushing you. I just don't want you to feel like you have to stay, but um, do you want to tell people about Broadcast Team Alpha a little bit? And yeah. then you're going to the mastermind tonight, right? Is that for Patreon levels yes. that you do Mondays and Wednesdays as well? Yeah, I do. Uh, uh, Nori and I do the, uh, the mastermind on Sunday at... Well, it's two o'clock East Coast time mm -hmm. uh, in the afternoon. Right. And uh, the dates get confusing because summer savings time is going away this coming Sunday. So, but think of it, two o'clock East Coast time. And then on Monday at eight o'clock East Coast time in the evening. And uh, Wednesday, eight o'clock in the evening. We also do a mastermind session, and that is we find a subject, maybe a video, a short 10, 15-minute video, and then we discuss it until they, we understand what they really talked about on that video. Very high-vibration videos. They could be by Greg Braden, this Joe Dispenza, Bruce Lipton, or myself, or anybody. So this gets very educational. And it is one of the things that I have, people have told me that they like Monday and Wednesday better because it's that I learn a lot. Well, on Sundays, of course, we create a lot. Mm -hmm. Can't have one without the other. Yeah. I, I, we got about well, quite a few people that's coming to all three of them all the time. No, I, I could see why actually somebody sent me the most interesting from one of the chat groups we're in, but it's the women one on messenger. I didn't realize this person was from Canada. So I had sent her a friend request. She sent me one of the most interesting videos with Greg Braden, I believe from last week, having um, a discussion. I'll see if I can word it properly quickly here. Cause I think it's very interesting touches a little bit on some of the topics we talk. I know where to go for this. Hang on. Got too many things open here. Give me one sec. Um, yeah, I was surprised to see Greg Braden talking about this. Um, uh, Greg Braden is speaking out um, about the world and what's going on, we'll say, with the UN and things like that. I was very surprised to see that he was speaking about this. And he did. Mm -hmm. It was about a 45-minute um, video. And he actually yeah. didn't really even pull a lot of spirituality into it, which was interesting. He was well-versed on the subject. So it was kind of nice to see that we've got some bigger leaders, if you will, within alternative communities like spirituality and stuff starting to speak up. It's about time. Yeah. Yeah, he's sharp. I really enjoy listening to him. 
he uh, he doesn't uh, really believe much in religion, but uh, he is very spiritual at his core because he combines mm -hmm. neuroscience with a quantum existence, and in there, spirituality can be explained. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a lot of doctors that have sort of come into the spiritual field because you will get people that will think that spirituality is religion, and it's not. There's not religious. I always say religion's been created by man, whereas I believe spirituality is connection to source and who we yeah. really are. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I really, really believe that. So, you guys, have you got it? Uh, we got about another minute for Augie here. Well, maybe you could tell people again where to get your books because you got a second book. You never mentioned the second one, too. Want to mention the second one no. and how to get a hold of you and your websites and. When broadcasting mouth is on and yeah, oh, you I disappeared. Don't, I don't talk. You much disappeared, about Augie. You literally disappeared. <laughs> Universal success principles and how billionaires think. Mm -hmm. That is, uh, it's a book that I written and uh, done my with it, but. Uh, it, uh, I've been very lucky and I've been able to associate with billionaires and I learned a lot from them and uh, a lot of that is in there and uh, I've had people get that book you can get it from me if you want to mm -hmm. want it then I, you just contact me and uh, the people that have done that and uh, everything in their business or in their life can turn around it's not just business this also deals with creating a successful life. Mm -hmm. Well, once people start to figure out, right, and you start getting what I call evidential proof, right, then the belief starts to grow, I think, and then people want to learn more and more and more and more and more. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. yeah, and uh, here, this one here again, go to Amazon and you can find it, Spiritual Science, Higher Conscious Thinking and how to access the universal consciousness. And if you want to get a hold of me, my email is out there. I, I'm, I'm at hagenust um, at gmail.com. There you go. There you go, guys. So I want to and thank I got you all. For set up for another show here. I know you do. I know you have to tune out. I'm only going to be here another, well, probably another five minutes after you pop out. I want to thank you, Augie, for being here as always. And uh, I will send you a copy just so you guys know. I'm going to remind you there's always a copy of this video. If you're watching on the replay, it's on YouTube, Facebook, or you can uh, share. We're also on Roku TV. I forgot to share. We're not tonight, but UPRN, uh, United Public, it's under, sorry, UFO Paranormal and united public is on roku tv we have a main channel on there now so some of the shows are are putting their shows on there and i believe i may be starting with the thing at the foot of the bed uh david okay. and i to give it a try mm -hmm. two, two more two more take things just go to youtube and go to broadcast team alpha and watch our shows on tuesdays at eight o'clock east coast time and also you can go to broadcastteamalpha.com that's our website for nori and i and just watch the shows there too and go into the picture gallery where you have 5,000 unbelievable pictures so just have some fun with it 
Oh my God. Augie, you have no idea. I've said it too many times before. How many times I've shared those three videos and I'm not going to do them justice, but basically how I describe it, unusual, strange things found on the moon, the other ones on Mars and the other ones on earth. I, yeah. I have them saved on my main page of my phone because you cannot believe the amount of people I have sent those videos to. And then that's just Good. barely scratching the surface with the pictures you've got. Oh, I gotta go. Bye. Oh. Send my love to, to Nori and uh, we'll talk soon. Okay. Bye for, thanks for being here. Thank you. Have a good one. Take care, my friend. So I'm going to hang out with you guys for a few more minutes. Um, isn't he amazing? Thanks, Augie, as always. Thanks for the conversation. Yes, there's never a shortage. And I apologize because uh, I have a bit of a delay. And with being a public speaker, Augie will pause. And I'll think that there's a bit of a pause. I wanted to share this interesting experience I had. Now, if any of you are regular viewers of the show, I think most people here are, um, that I can see in the chat. We had Lana Sackwild on a couple of weeks ago, and she's an expert in lucid dreaming. I actually ran into her because of Augie a couple of years ago. So I started practicing some lucid dreaming. Now, the interesting thing that happened, this was Saturday last weekend, I believe it was last weekend, going into early Sunday morning, was actually able to realize I was in a dream. So I was lucid dreaming, if you will, sleeping. And I was in a room full of people and we were all discussing consciousness. Now, the weird thing that happened, as it often does with spirit, they woke me up. They made me wake up to write this down. And I'm going to share it with you guys. I don't know if you'll find it interesting, maybe a little bit profound, but some of the things we talked about with Augie tonight and they, they kept making me repeat this consciousness is limitless and they must have said it about four times have you got that limitless limitless and then they got into there's basically one and the same consciousness versus universal consciousness and they were saying that whatever is created thought of dreamt up felt whatever it is that becomes tangible in our existence comes from universal consciousness or just somebody's own higher consciousness. So what they were trying to share, and I believe we were having a discussion in this stream in this room about this, was for people to realize how incredibly powerful and not from an ego sense, but from the fact of whom we really are, with the fact that we are, we can, anything anything. And if you think about it, anything that's on this planet that has come from, that hasn't come from nature, has come from somebody thinking of it, maybe channeling it, may, whatever it may be, dreaming it, but they have brought an idea or a thought into fruition and into the physical and created it. And this is what they wanted to remind us of as human beings, because they were basically saying to me that we have forgotten who we are. So I don't know if that will resonate with anybody, but Spirit was asking me to share that with you guys. So I thought, yes, I will share it with you. And we are almost out of time. I guess I'm having a glass of wine. I'm not much of a drinker, but um, I did have a little sip of it. It actually turned out quite nice. I'm sure Dal will be going on and on Thursday night about that. <laughs> 
Next week, I have Donald Altman on. Very interesting gentleman. I know Dell's had him on before. Um, I believe he, if I memory serves me right, he's a psychologist, but he's had uh, all kinds of things and experiences. Very interesting to do with spirituality. And he's written amazing books. So he'll be on next week. We're going to have a great discussion. He's an awesome guy. I've met him before. A lot of people I don't meet before they come on. I just meet them two minutes before we go live. And I think he's going to be a lot of fun. But please don't forget, David Hansel and I will be back this Thursday, uh, 6 to 8 p.m., same time as the Angel Rock, uh, Eastern Standard Time, with the thing at the foot of the bed. Don't forget, if you're live, we have predictable, predictable reading where we will pick at least one person in the audience at some time during that two-hour period to... Um, give you um, some advice or answer a question from spirit. Sometimes um, as David's done before and I have, we will just pick a card and um, put it out there for whomever hears the message and you feel it resonates with you. It's meant for you. If you ever want to get a hold of me, you can get a hold of me on facebook.com forward slash angel rock. You've got a show idea, guest idea. You want to book a reading, maybe a healing session or mentoring. I also, if you need help with the paranormal, I do that for free. So you can get a hold of me there as well. You have two groups on Facebook, Paranormal University for all things paranormal. Then the Angel Rocker Tribe for pretty well a lot of things we talked about tonight and um, power of the mind, uh, chakras, your own intuitive gifts, you name it. We talk about that. And remember, please, I did talk about this. If you relate to the show, please take a quick look at the beginning of the show. I talked about the 12-year case of Ellen Greenberg. Now, I forgot to mention this is not in Canada, this case. This has been going on in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. The parents have been trying to get justice for their daughter, who was told, they were told their daughter committed suicide, uh, receiving 20 stab wounds, at least 10 of them to the mid-back. And two of those stab wounds were received after her heart stopped beating. And they have been thwarted and stopped at every turn, trying to seek justice for their daughter. So I talked about how you can support them, even using the hashtag justice for Alan. And I appreciate if you guys could do that. The story needs us looking at it. Also, don't forget, if you want to know more about the story too, you can check it out on Grizzly True Crime on YouTube. Gisela, she's amazing. And she put quite a timeline out there without too long of a video. And uh, be a, you'll find out all the details there and what's been done. And anyways, love you guys and ladies out so much. Please don't forget to share and uh, subscribe. Remember, there's something for everybody on this network. We have all kinds of shows every single day. And uh, yeah, by you sharing that helps us be able to create and have more content creators and podcasters and shows for you guys. Okay. Love y'all. Uh, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you might be. And we will see you on Thursday. All right. Thanks for being here, everybody. Appreciate your input.